this Halloween on I'll Show You Mine. Hey, how you doing, little mama? Let me whisper in your ear. <laughs> Welcome to a spooktacular episode of I'll Show You Mine. I am your husband, James, and this is my host, Elise. <laughs> well, you get to be their husband and I'm just the host? <laughs> uh, hold on, let me start again. This is I'll Show You Mine, a podcast where I, James, show my wife, Elise, games that she's never played. Yes. And she shows me movies that I've never seen. Correct. And this is the Halloween special for 2022. Uh, no, we don't do that on this, <laughs> on this one. This year, I'm showing Elise a game that's not exactly a horror game, but has a major element of psychological horror to it. Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Wow. Does that ring any bells to you? No, not at all. Okay, excellent. Like <laughs> that's that's cool because this is really special. I'm excited to show you because it's special. All right. It was made and self-published by Ninja Theory in 2017, who were down on their luck at the time, but it turned out great and became a hit. It won a BAFTA, and they'll never let us forget that because it's always on the box and the cover everywhere it's, where it's displayed. BAFTAs are for games, too? They have a game award. Category? In Category, yeah. All right, interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is it for games or is it like multimedia? That... It's for games, okay. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of that. But it's 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 like a, a subsection of it's not in with the the film and television awards. That's the that's the daytime award show that doesn't exactly. get filmed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and most important to why I'm showing it to you, it's a game that requires headphones to be truly appreciated because the incredible sound design and that's related to the main character Senua who lives with psychosis cool cool so this is a game that attempts to simulate for you the audiovisual hallucinations that Senua experiences okay uh, and it's widely regarded as doing a good job at it okay the developers worked with a neuroscientist consultant and Whoa. patients who actually have psychosis uh, to make it as accurate as possible. God. And they used those special microphones that you see ASMR people using. I don't like so this. So that can get really close to your ear. I don't like it. I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's going to be a trip. <sighs> We're, we both have to wear headphones for this one. Oh, it's going to be interesting. And on top of all that, you'll find this interesting. <laughs> this will interest you. The setting is completely mythological. Senua is a Pictish warrior from the 8th century who travels to Helheim to rescue her dead lover. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How's that for a twist? Interesting. So it explores what it's like to have psychotic episodes, but... It's how that all interacts with her culture and creates this vision quest of sorts where you're not quite sure what's real, what's not real. 
and it, it's a uh, really cool. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought <laughs> it was uh, one of the most unique experiences I've had with a video game before. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that certainly sounds special. <laughs> so what makes you so hesitant when you hear that it's about uh, hearing things and it being the ASMR microphones? So my experience with the ASMR stuff is not the same as I feel like the majority of people because it's so popular and everyone talks about it gives you this nice feeling Mm -hmm. to hear whispery voices and stuff that you get a tingle in the back of your neck or whatever. I do not experience this. It just makes me very uncomfortable. Like, I don't know if it's just like the the cilantro soap gene thing and everybody's kind of different. Your ears are different or something. But what it reminds me of is, uh, I don't know if it's still like this. I feel like it's not. But at Disneyland, the um, great moments with Mr. Lincoln, the the animatronic president hall of presidents show there that the way that used to go is you had to get headphones to experience the show in the auditorium so you would get these headphones you'd go and sit and the animatronics would be going off and stuff but there was also this little like pre-show before mr lincoln came out i think this is still like part of the show but it's not i don't remember it's been so many years but you were like a, a, a Civil War soldier getting a haircut and you're about to meet, or you're about to like go see the Gettysburg Address or whatever is happening, right? Yeah. And they're simulating this experience of you being a soldier getting your haircut in the sweaty, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. times of this, <laughs> of the Gettysburg Address. And so, like, a fly is in the room, and it's, like, buzzing around your head, and you that you can hear them cutting your hair around your ears, and it, like, gives you the sensation that someone is actually cutting your hair. And it just unsettled me so much. It was too close. It was too creepy. It's like people whispering and talking in your ear. It feels like somebody's touching me on my neck. It feels like there's a fly buzzing in my mm-hmm. ear. And that's all ASMR and the whispery stuff like reminds me of now. It's just like too close to for somebody's right next to me breathing on me. And it just is like, <laughs> it doesn't make me, it's not a pleasant tingle. It's a creepy feeling for me. <laughs> so, so that coupled with trying to scare me, trying to unsettle mm. me, is going to have a little bit of a double dose effect, I think. <laughs> well, I hope we, we can get through it. <laughs> I think it'll be okay, but it's definitely going to spook me more than it might normally because I just already don't like mm-hmm. it. may put you in some situations, <laughs> let me tell you. The Nor- Norse gods are not friendly. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, Cool. All right. <laughs> yes. Um, that's a story I've heard before many times, but I'm, listeners, you've now heard a, a Coralise memory. <laughs> and you understand why she doesn't listen to ASMR videos on YouTube. <laughs> and now we're going to torment her for a good six hours or so. For the good of Halloween? 
James has to listen to my Dracula voice once a year, and he gets to torture me with all the <laughs> scary games that he's played. It's a fair trade. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. back oh my god it sounded like you were right in my ear (laughs) (laughs) we played the game we beat it now we're gonna talk about it there's so much there's so much here yeah well it starts with an opening credit sequence we follow senua as she rows her little boat deeper and deeper into a misty landscape she has her dead boyfriend's skull dangling off her hip She's going to Helheim to get him back. It's wrapped up. You don't. You're not looking at the face oh, yeah. the whole time. It's like in cloth. It's a cloth, but you see but the you know impression of a skull in there. So, uh, how did this work as an introduction to the game ahead? And what were your first impressions of Senua? It definitely made me very nervous. Like I was nervous going into this, and thankfully it wasn't as scary as I was expecting it to be. There are some scary parts, but I was really anticipating being uncomfortable with the binaural audio stuff Mm -hmm. and that was like not that bad uh but it really starts out like right away here you're Mm -hmm. hearing senua's voices and so they're just kind of like around you behind you around you just kind of expressing your thoughts as you're going through stuff like oh this is scary or this is dangerous go back no Mm -hmm. you have to do this the all All the kind of voices that you would normally hear but that, they're actual but, people but talking they're actually, to you. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all you. <laughs> but they're all you, but they're all voices that are distinct mm-hmm. and like have different kind of personalities And have to them. directionality. They, they feel like they're in a place with you. Yeah. They feel like they're walking along with you or they're like kind of floating around your head. Yeah. Why is she waiting? Open, open the gate. Open no, the gate. Don't. No, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Don't open the gate. Darkness. Don't. She's done it. It's so dark. It's dark. The dark. Only the dead may cross. Only the dead may cross the dead. Uh, the first voice to speak is actually a narrator, and it's not quite clear if right. Senua can hear that one too, but she's speaking right into our ear, and she addresses us directly, mm-hmm. says hello to us, and, and she's going to be the one telling us the story of Senua, mm-hmm. and she talks about Senua in the third person. Yeah. I think she's... I interpreted her as, like, one of the voices as, like... Me too. Because the way she introduces herself is, like, I'm the one in charge. Like, <laughs> she calls you'll it, hear all these other ones, but I'm the one you listen to. Yeah. She calls them the others. Yeah. Welcome. You're safe with me. I'll be right here. Nice and close so I can speak without alerting the others. Let me tell you about Senua. They're referred to as the Furies by all the... The other ones? Yeah. Or all of them together? I think all of them together. Okay. The Furies are the the name in the written material for the voices. 
They're uh, all women at this point, all or at women least like and all feminine English. voices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Senua is played by Melina Jurgens, who is the video editor at the studio. That was so wild when we we played the whole game and then we watched the behind the scenes thing and they talk about you know she was just somebody who was like helping doing the stuff and then they're like well it's you yeah it's, it's, <laughs> the, it's the classic story of the fill-in actor yeah. becoming the actor like brad bird as edna Mode. yeah we're just too attached <laughs> to you at this point you yeah. are the character yeah and we we say that because she's the voice and also heavy mocap and facial uh-huh. capture so the the faces that senua makes in this game are very detailed relatively speaking mm-hmm. yeah, she has actual gums and teeth and articulation in her yeah it's a very her... dirty grimy kind of game <laughs> yeah you are going to hellheim after all <laughs> finally so senua reaches the shore and we find ourselves in a rather mundane forest apart from the mutilated corpses and torture instruments lying about here and there eventually you find the bridge to hellheim which leads into this mountain with a very distinct wooden structure jutting out from its peak. Uh, I want to know how you feel about the graphics, but this is also where we meet Druth, Senua's late friend from the wilds, and I really want to know how you feel about Druth. Um, yeah, so I think you said that the, the art and like the look of it was a big part of what you liked about this. Mm-hmm. And like I get it, I agree. It's the environments are really beautiful. Going into this place is like it's unsettling, but it's also cool. Like everything's cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks it's it's strange to think of Helheim not as like our kind of Christian hell that's in a different dimension of sorts, yeah. but it's like she travels to it across the ocean. Yeah, she, <laughs> she physically goes to this place that looks like. A location on Earth yeah. that has structures on it, and yeah. like there are these big weird doors occasionally that have like runes in them that you have to do weird stuff to get through. But it's like, other than that, this is just kind of a place mm-hmm. that exists somewhere. And it's so kind of like when you neat. get to the surface in Hades. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, right. It's just, it's just the underworld just has a tunnel. So there's just a tunnel somewhere where you get there. But even like through the the levels in Hades too is like this is like a neighborhood. Yeah, in hell. <laughs> feels lived in yeah beautiful yeah. graphics it's the quintessential unreal 4 game it's <laughs> yeah. over the shoulder you're kind of walking and running and there's walking in that particular <laughs> cadence uh, or uh stride you know uh-huh. plenty of uh post-processing effects happening <laughs> there was a couple times where uh, too much stuff was going on and you would just do that like uh, glide <laughs> walk it's, thing through start like clipping through before the game kind of caught up and was like oh right you're walking yeah you're doing you're doing a little Denzel rush yeah <laughs> that's a deep cut uh and Druth but, Druth I love Druth Druth is getting me through it you know and that's mm-hmm. like the that's the point right mm-hmm. he's your like wise man in the wilderness that helped you kind of make some sense of because we talk, Senua has this psychosis, right? That mm-hmm. she like has these hallucinations and she has these things, but in her culture, it's described as like you have this sight, you have this, and her father thinks of it as like a curse, and so it's this complicated. You have you view the world in a different way than most people do, and that freaks people out. And Druth has the same thing going on because he was a 
he was a real guy, apparently, that... Finden. Yeah, that um, was Captured. captured by the Norse and then came back. He was driven insane by the tortures and stuff that he witnessed when he was uh, uh, captured by the Norse and the Northmen, they the call Northmen. Them. And um, he's telling Senua in the wilderness, all these stories that he learned of the Norse mythology, the, the different things that he saw and what happened, you know, his life and everything. Yeah. So you come across these lore stones in the world and this is the first time you, you you go up to them, interact with them, and you hear Druth's voice telling a story mm-hmm. that the Nor- he learned from the Northmen. Who mm-hmm. he was enslaved by the Northmen, and eventually escaped uh, during a, one of their raids on a village through mm-hmm. a burning village. He he actually physically ran through the fire to escape, and yeah. that's so his face is kind of burned and he coughs a lot. Mm-hmm. He's dead. If that wasn't clear, <laughs> he's dead. And so it's kind of like his the spirit that comes up. It's cool because it's all it's full full motion video. It's just an actor, uh-huh. literally that they are overlaying on the screen. But uh-huh. it's within the world. It's pretty neat, and it's the actor Nicholas Bolton, uh, who you probably have seen. He was in Game of Thrones as the Pit Master. Okay. Uh, he was the voice of Male Hawk in Dragon Age Two. Okay. And he was in Shakespeare in Love. He's a <laughs> character actor, but yeah, he's he's the he's the one who's giving you context for. For the stuff that you're seeing. And he's the one who told you about Helheim. Mm-hmm. So, like, he told you the way to get here. And, like, you're going to encounter these things. And this is what you're going to have to mm-hmm. do to get past these mm-hmm. barriers to save your your boyfriend. Do not forget my story, Senua. Because your darkness comes from hell. And your fate lies there. They say the burning of a corpse will take you straight to Hela's gate. But gods and the living will follow this path. You must leave the Isles of Orkney across the Eastern Sea and find a road that leads north and down through deep, dark valleys. After nine nights of riding, you will follow a great river and will find a bridge covered in gold. The path to Helheim goes from there, across the river of knives that flows from the dark world of Niflheim. Always found this aspect interesting that I assume that as as a Pict, she's of a different faith. Her followers are Druid. Mm -hmm. But it's like they come across the Northmen stories and they must be true. They must be the more truer gods because obviously, like, why, why do they give so much credence to the Northmen's mythology over their own. It's yeah, it's like it's like both of the beliefs can coexist in the world that it's like they have their, their gods, gods and this is their god's hell. And because of what happened to her boyfriend, she has to go to their hell okay, to like yeah. that's what that's the way I took it at least like I need to know this stuff because I don't understand it. I'm not this isn't my faith, but uh, spoiler alert, her boyfriend was sacrificed, yeah. killed and sacrificed. And so it's like, if I'm going to save his soul, they sacrifice it to their gods. So I, he's not in our hell. He's in this other he's place. He's in the other hell. Yeah, he's in this foreign hell. <laughs> yeah. And and it's, it's um, you know, they're real stories of the real Norse mythology. And mm-hmm. he, he's a good narrator. And he, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's um, the lore, lore stones are 
hidden sometimes, and mm-hmm. so we don't always get all the parts of the story. Yeah. They're told in these segments that you have to collect. It's like the one collectible through the game. <laughs> the Furies continue to be characterized. There's uh, doubters and supporters. This is like, like you were saying, it's all the ranges yeah. of your thought. They They have their different personalities. Yeah. yeah, there's ones that are very, like, mocking of you and she, ones that... She's lost. Yeah. She doesn't know. There's the one that, like, laughs all the time, laughs at you, like, <laughs> oh, she's lost. <laughs> and there's, like, you know, the she's ones... scared. That, go back. Yeah, go back. Yeah, the ones that are, like, don't. This is too scary. <laughs> this... Go back. You're going to die. And the, you know, like... She can yeah. do it. Yeah. Oh, she's good. She's she's strong. She's She can do it. Another game. So all those voices are like they're backing you up and so it's less it's funny because I was anticipating it being very uh adversarial yeah adversarial and uh it's not they're like there are it, adversarial yeah. voices but they're but they're also supportive <laughs> yeah exactly there's a blend of them and it's not like they're even when they're annoying and you wish they would go away and like they're trying to scare you on purpose or they're trying to distract you or something it feels like people you know, right? Like that they're these, they're the voices that are just always with you. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of, and that's the cool thing about it, like the the special thing that it does, <laughs> that you're saying this representation of living with psychosis and having hallucinations and hearing voices and stuff is that it's just like, okay, I'm used to this now. I know what they're doing and sometimes it's annoying and sometimes it's kind of nice to like hear them like, you know, cheering you on when Mm -hmm. you're doing good or whatever. But it's like, it's not as, it's not as, um, just, just jump scare trying to do something whispery in your ear all the time. It's like, they're just always there. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of this background noise. Yeah. And every once in a while, they'll get close to your ear. That's when you really (laughs) feel it. (laughs) And, you know, there's not just the Furies, but also there's this deep, menacing voice. That one's more masculine. It's like got the voice changer thing on it, though. It's Mm -hmm. like... And we don't really know who it is. Mm -hmm. And at one point, it's... We th- it looks it's it's, it's it looks like it's Senua, which it is obviously it is Senua, <laughs> but it's not. But really, at, at the end of the game, it's understood to be kind of Zinbel, her father, mm-hmm. as that voice, yeah, this dominating voice that is that uh, knows best, mm-hmm. that you know sees her as this broken person yeah and he's and, always a piece of shit yeah <laughs> he's never supportive yeah he's always like you're terrible you killed so and this darkness within you yeah. <laughs> must be content it's all your fault all the tragedy in our village is all your fault yeah. <laughs> you should have listened to me did you think that i would let you go that you lost me back in the wilds i will never let you go you can't get rid of me i am your shadow and I will be watching when you draw your last dying gasp. He has a big uh, impact on her life in that apparently, I think we get through context that her that the voices were always with her, but it really got bad once her mother died and mm-hmm. her, it was, she was just, just left alone with her father and he secluded her. And, mm-hmm. um, and then more stuff happens and it yeah. just gets worse. So we're, 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 we're joining Senua at this, at the, um, At her breaking point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I also want to mention that we get introduced to these rune puzzles. This is um, kind of the the puzzle mechanic of the game. Mm-hmm. What's that like? That one's neat because it. I was really just you know going into this. I was nervous about how it was gonna go. That the voices and stuff being in your ear and things not being you know not being able to trust what you see all the time. And so I was just like, how is the gameplay? going to actually work and so these sequences really like grounded me because even though they're weird and illusiony it's i know it's a puzzle Mm -hmm. and i know that for the most part when i'm doing these puzzles i'm not gonna fight anybody unless i like go into a spot that's like this is obviously a big (laughs) arena where you're gonna fight somebody but (laughs) for the most part it's like okay you're in puzzle zone now you just walk around you walk around and you're finding um, things in the environment that look like these runes to unlock a door and go through it. So yeah. once you see all the things, you clear all the runes and the door is not blocked anymore. And that's the funny thing about it. You just have to see it. It's You don't collect anything. You just have to get into the right position to line up unrelated things in the environment to make this shape. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat the way it works. Yeah. And it's also supposed to represent the way she sees things in the world mm-hmm. that may not uh, represent some sort of logical connection to anybody else, mm-hmm. but to her is something. Yeah. So, Senua has found the entrance to Helheim, but it's guarded by two lesser gods, Surt, the god of fire, and Valravin, the god of illusion. Basically, you have to do two levels and beat two bosses. Mm-hmm. But before you can even do that, you're attacked by huge, frightening Northmen adorned with staghorns, This is where you learn about combat, and it's also a fight you can't win. Senua (laughs) inevitably gets killed. Uh And I didn't know that. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody knows that when they first play it. You just fight for your life, and then you have to succumb eventually. You get surrounded. It's (laughs) it's pretty stressful. But I think I didn't get it for longer than I might have normally because usually I think I have a good sense of when stuff like that is happening. Like, okay, this... But maybe because it was the first one. But I was just, like, it's, very anxious about this combat. Well, they, they do... Um, they kind of break a law of game design where they kill you during the tutorial. This is the very first combat yeah. of the game. And they kill you. But it's for a reason. But it's for a reason. They, they explain, and the only time the screen cuts to black and the developers are talking to you directly, they put up this message that says every time you die you'll get closer and closer to permanently dying and you'll have to start the game over mm-hmm. and this is represented by this rot that has been implanted into Senua's right arm is it right or is it left uh, one of her arms and uh, it's every time she dies it's gonna slowly creep up her arm and mm-hmm. when it reaches her head she dies mm-hmm. permanently and it's this black Vines, yeah, kind of that are just etched into your. It looks painful and gross. It's like uh, the Miyazaki Princess Princess Mononoke, the the weird demon arm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I'm going to reveal something to you right now. The whole thing's a bluff. I thought so, (laughs) but I didn't realize it until later because there was a point where. It changed like it, it. It had been consistently growing. I had died and stuff, and it's I like think that might have been when you got arm. the sword grammar. I think so too. That it like washes it away, but then it came back. 
Yeah. And it was back to like all the way up to my shoulder. But then we died a lot. And I was thinking. When's it going to happen? It would have gone. <laughs> like if it was going to go, we were all the way up to the shoulder. And the head is not that far no. from the shoulder. And we died like five times after that. And it was like, eh. Nope. I don't know. I think that she's not going to die permanently. I think maybe this was actually another uh, hallucination or delusion of our, our girl Senua. It was. <laughs> they got us again. Yeah, and I didn't know that, uh, actually. But I had forgotten that that was a thing when that came up again. I was like, oh, yeah. I never died. <laughs> I feel like I should have because <laughs> the combat is brutal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Speaking of the combat, it's intense. What do you think? The combat I was not very good at for, like, the first half of the game. Because I just, like, couldn't really get into the rhythm of it. Um, sometimes, occasionally I would, but then I would just mess up timing on something. And and I also just wouldn't get... The game wants you to defeat some enemies certain ways, and I would just, like, not <laughs> do it. <laughs> and so they would just keep getting up, keep like, getting yeah, up. Yeah, it's the developer's fault for asking that of you. <laughs> Well, like, maybe switch it up sometimes. There's the guy who has a shield and a mace, and he attacks in, like, the same pattern every time. And I just thought the only way to hit this guy is to evade him and hit him in the back. And so I was doing that, but you only get one hit in, and then he's he's got his shield up and he's coming back Mm -hmm. at you. And so I was like, this is crazy. This can't be right. I don't understand... But I can't find any other way to do it. But I was an idiot because you just have to melee him. You have to kick him. Yeah, and there's then a fourth his... button on the controller <laughs> that does something. There's another button that I was barely ever using. Pretty yeah. much never using. And that's how you defeat that guy is you kick him and he, you know, his shield get... flies back and then you can get a lot of hits in on him. And then he sets back into he's guarded and you do it again and he's open again so it's just in your defense i don't remember any sort of tutorial no no they just say you do this is a a a short attack this is a long attack this is evade this is melee and they do that really quickly in that first tutorial like these are the moves you have go for it Mm -hmm. then they're on the they're on the pause screen for you to look at yeah which i did a couple times because i was like (laughs) wait a minute okay I know there's what what's guard again? <laughs> and then it's up to you to try them and and see how yeah, they work and combo them and figure out the different, <laughs> you know, how the characters attack and stuff. So, but and I also remember thinking when I played it, this combat is going on a little bit too long. It does. It does go on a little bit too long, and that's like the that's the thing is that's what makes it hard is that when it gets when you get further into it, it just goes on longer and longer and longer. And it's just like, oh, my God, how many guys are going to come out of the fucking mist and do the same <laughs> attacks at me? I can't do this. I do like when they come up and they, they like, do the open arms, like, come at me yeah. and throw. 
gesture. Good character to them. The Northmen are portrayed are just like... Uh, surrounded sometimes and just... Uh, but they, uh, what's really cool is that the voices help you in combat. And yeah, they like, do. Behind you and evade. Yeah. And so the positioning is really important and the voices are tuned into that and they'll warn you when somebody's coming behind you mm-hmm. and tell you not to let them not not to let them surround you and yeah. all sorts of things like when that. When people are starting to creep up on you. Mhm. So you chose to tackle Surter's domain first. Uh, there are more rune puzzles, but the main feature here is the series of challenges. Do you remember these? The fire escaping. Yeah. So you, you touch a, a a stone, and then you have to. The whole world around you erupts into flames, and you, sound, you just have to get out. Get out! Get out! Get out! Yeah, and uh, yeah, I died a lot like, the first time <laughs> because I just these ones I didn't like the the. The challenge ones where it's not a puzzle and it's not a combat. It's just like a maze that you are that's complicated by you hallucinating and hearing voices. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, I don't know what's real. And I just have to trust yeah. that whatever I'm seeing is accurate and go for it and just kind of and also keep running. Always keep running because I didn't realize that that was going to be. Uh, you know, always just always keep running. Just <laughs> I mean, it's fire. <laughs> it is fire, but I was just kind of like there were some spots where it was brighter than others, and I thought, okay, let me like get my bearings, look yeah. around, and it's like, no, you're dead. Well, it's been established <laughs> that your compass, your internal compass, is shit. That's true. <laughs> and that so, will yeah, come that, into play sometimes. That, that is that is half of the problem with these levels is that it's just like find your way out and i'm like fuck <laughs> and yeah and fast or else you'll die yeah exactly uh I'm like can't i just stand here for a second and look around and see if i no. and, and in the meantime everyone's like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah the sound design during these sequences is horrifying because it sounds like a village on fire, and everybody's saying like "run, run, fire, yeah. fire, fire," and they're and there's screams like and everybody's on terrified fire. and dying around you, and it's just like awful. Yeah, you don't see anybody; you just yeah. hear it, which is like worse. I don't know. That's maybe that's just a me thing, but that's always it's, the it's, the like when horror stuff happens, the sound effects and the sound design so is always what makes it worse. And each location we'll go to has its sort of theme trial like this that yeah. ties in with Senua's past. And I'm think I'm thinking this is like a, a Viking raid. Uh-huh. You know. Surtur's <laughs> uh, place is all about the power of fire and the chaos it can stir up. Uh, just that as soon as the fire erupts, nothing matters anymore. Mm-hmm. Rules are all broken. Yeah. You know, uh, but it's very effective at that. But it sucks when you're taken out of that by getting stuck on a piece of geometry. Yeah. Snack, you're running, <laughs> running for your life and you stop. What? No. <laughs> you're stuck on a twig. And I felt like that happened a lot, too, in those yeah. sequences, because it's so dark and chaotic, and you can't see, really, and I'm just like, okay, I'm trying to find my way around stuff, but it doesn't, it does not uh, help you to, like, 
creep around the edges Diablo no. style no, in no. that. You gotta no, keep you your gotta hands and feet like... within the vehicle at all times. <laughs> Stay away from the walls. Yeah, exactly. The fight against Surtur is pretty straightforward. Nothing too hard he's there. A big, he's a big boss guy. Big boss, he's on fire. He charges at you. Then you enter Valravin's keep. Valravin. Valravin. Right, Robin. <laughs> That one was fun because they just kept saying, oh, Robin, all the time. <laughs> but I didn't feel like the game was very kind to you here. No, no. Uh, yeah, I had It's all problem. about um, perspective and illusion. And sometimes I just didn't see stuff. I felt like a very old person playing <sighs> this section because I was just like, I would look and I would be looking right at it basically but then i would go oh i was focusing on the wrong part i didn't even realize i was supposed to be like oh right the bridge i'm trying to put the bridge together okay wait let me go back let me look through these pillars that have a weird you know deer skull and a on lot the top of times of it. you were so close to going through a pillar <laughs> and then you would just veer off and not go through it like, oh you almost I didn't had realize it. that's what was happening at first i didn't like they have these very obvious portals that are like look through here and i did that but then some Sometimes I felt like I, I wasn't seeing anything different. Sometimes or, you would go through them the wrong way. Yeah, like they have so, a front and a back. <laughs> and so I would go through them the wrong way, and I was thinking, oh, okay, I'm totally wrong about this. This is not <laughs> – I don't go through this thing. I, it, there's no difference between this side and this side on this one. And then I would just go – you know, that would send me off on a wild goose chase that I had to backtrack from yeah, this a was half like hour watching later. watching a rat in a maze. <laughs> So my bad sense of direction and, like, my inability to focus on the task at hand. <laughs> also, you didn't realize that the ravens that they were referring to were these glowing blue things in the sky and not actual birds. Yeah. Which uh, was the whole point of the <laughs> What well, was the puzzle. whole point of, like, the things they were saying to help you with the puzzle? But I was just like, they're just, you know, the voices are just saying weird shit like they always yeah, do they again. They really like ravens. Line up the ravens. ravens they say the guy's name is Walt Robin it's like raven so yeah. that's they're just being poetic well his, his, I, whole, <laughs> his whole thing is ravens yeah his whole symbol is and I guess it looks like a raven that's yeah. but they were like little it's like three ravens intertwined yeah it just looked like Celtic a little curly cue kind of thing to me so I didn't associate it with ravens but they just kept saying ravens ravens on a personal note uh it's a dark windy forest and I think the sound of wind through a lot of trees above you is very scary. Yeah, I that mean... That brought me to a place. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is scary. I think this place was also where you start really seeing the visual um, hallucination stuff, just like randomly in the uh, environment. In, uh, yeah, like you would see... You would see like eyes in the walls and um, some of the secrets are like uh, your mom's face in the mountainside, mm -hmm. people's faces. Um, the environment seems like it's breathing, like yeah, just that pulsing kind of look uh, on everything here. <laughs> they tapped into that. It's like crossing into another world that looks the same but feels different. Watch. 
the fight against Valoralvin was entirely too long. <laughs> Which was partially my fault and partially the game's fault. Yeah. Uh, with the two gods defeated, Senua opens the gate, and on the other side is the bridge to Helheim. But <laughs> before you have a chance to see anything, Senua is treated to a flashback to the day she came back to the village after her time in the wilds to find it destroyed by the Northmen and her lover, Dillian, the victim of the notorious ritual execution, the Blood Eagle. So, what do you think of Senua and Dillian and the whole story and their relationship? Oh, it's so sweet. I mean, I liked it a lot. I like the whole story of her doing this for his sake because he was this person who saw her as a human being and um, helped her deal with her voices and the delusions and stuff and helped her kind of avoid the bouts of like really bad depression that she would get into because of that and like remind her that, you know, your father was just a man who mm-hmm. had beliefs about things and he was wrong about you. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that he's this voice of, like, you're not a monster. You're just a person. And, you know, I, you know, we love you and I care about you and I want you to be safe and mm-hmm. I'm going to help you through this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not just going to abandon you because you're weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she learned swordplay by watching him secretly mm-hmm. and then he was impressed by her skills mm-hmm. and... Encourage her to try out for the warrior position. Yeah, warrior tryouts. <laughs> I guess they have warrior tryouts. And so that's how she became a warrior. And they're both from, you know, kind of patriarchs of the tribe. His, Dillian's father is the chieftain, mm-hmm. and Senua's father is the druid, the religious leader. Mm-hmm. And Dillian's dad was kind of more cynical and uh, secular. Mm-hmm. So they came from different places that way. Senua, your father cannot understand your darkness. He cannot see through your eyes. No one can. My own father was born blind. Doesn't have the faintest idea of what the night looks like. The word dark to him means as little as the word light. So someone is afraid of the dark. Should we fix them by taking away their sight? Uh, but this is the most problematic part for me is the Dillian does the thing where he says your curse is a gift mm-hmm. and kind of it's almost dismissive to say your 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 sight yeah they call it is a superpower and you should be grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Did that come off to you at all? Uh, I did. There was like the one cutscene where he says that, right? Yeah. Where he's like, but I feel like it's out of a, it's a, it's tough because it's out of a sense of like trying to reassure her. She's in a really bad place and yeah. it's like Sometimes trying to like things. bring her back <laughs> from that. But it is like, you know, it's hard because this is something that really debilitates her sometimes mm-hmm. and like that, that she doesn't really have any means of managing like (laughs) the the only way she knows how to deal with it is to just like accept that she has terrible voices all the time and she has to live a life of seclusion or like being a part of this society that 
doesn't really understand how to interact with her. Yeah. So it's like she doesn't really have. I, I mean, and the cultural aspect is forgiving. Too, yeah. Because you, they don't have any other explanation for it than it's the sight and she has special god powers. Mm -hmm. That must be what it is. Yeah. So that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. It, but it's like, I don't know. It, it, it is complicated. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the game does a good job of representing that this this experience that she has is like both things. Sometimes it's like I was saying with the voices, sometimes it's kind of nice to like have them there to feel like you're not going through this thing alone. Mm. Then other times it's like, shut up. Just can everybody be quiet <laughs> for a second? And so it's like, you know, sometimes it does feel like a, a superpower or something that helps you. Um, but it can also be something that's really difficult to live with and that, you know, makes her a target in her community. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, it's, uh, but I don't blame, I don't blame poor old Dillian <laughs> for saying, for saying something nice to make his girlfriend feel better sure. because she's been through some mm -hmm. shit. <laughs> Dillian, Her dad sucks. Dillian also played by an actor on, on film uh -huh. that is superimposed. Uh, he looked a lot more modern than I was expecting him to look. He just looked like a guy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> he had a little, he had a little beard. They had guys back then. <laughs> Spend hours, days even, trapped within herself in the dark. You see me? Yes. Your eyes were open, but you were gone. And when it finally let her go, she could be anywhere. With no memory of how she got there. When it comes for me, I have no power over it. But here, for the first time, someone was there to help. But I heard your voice. You brought me back. You found your own way back. All you needed was a little help. A little hope. You may or may not know this, but the Blood Eagle may not even be a thing. That was real? That was real. The only accounts we have of it are two instances of it being mentioned in hmm. semi-fictitious yeah. stories. So hmm. That tracks <laughs> no, for a lot of things. Maybe it wasn't even a thing. After the flashback, Cinema continues down the bridge to enter Helheim, and of course there are a bunch of enemies to fight through, including a new two-handed axe-wielding guy. And at the end of the bridge, we meet Hella for the first time, which I found unsettling. How about you? Yeah, I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Did you even clock that as being Hella at the first when you first saw her? No, just like another weird, scary yeah. <laughs> hallucination, right? Like a, a, a manifestation of the like darkness, yeah. right? But she's a big. She's big. She's big. Real big. But she she's also small. <laughs> she shrinks and grows. But not in this part. In this part, this part she's, she's huge. She she's kind of looms out of the darkness, crawling uh -huh. at you. Yeah. So she, her face is kind of at somewhat your level. But it's it's very unsettling. She, she approaches, and you realize how massive she is. She's like a normal human being, but she's got, like, ash in. Her whole body is, like, ash. Mm -hmm. And she has no eyes. They're just 
darkened sockets and Mm -hmm. most of a part of her skull is gone. Half of her is just like plain ashen and the other half is like actively burning and like falling apart. It's like the the embers on one side and the ash on the and other. And she doesn't speak to you. She just screeches at you and <laughs> slams you down with her big <laughs> giant hand. She lunges at you. It's coming. That song again. Is it? Is it? Is it? Tella. Yes. The source of the darkness. It's coming. This is your moment. Get up! Get up and fight! And this kind of knocks you out of reality into a new one. Knocks you down through the bridge, apparently, and uh, you find yourself on a beach littered with shipwrecks. You're no longer at the precipice of hell. Uh, You find a big tree housing the mythic sword Grammar, and Druth explains that you can take the sword if you pass the four trials of Odin. Each one teleports you to a unique location, and you can do them in any order. You enter the tower trial first. Remember that one? It's the one with the masks. It's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. It's in a big tower. There's a big. There's a light, dark world mechanic. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of like you're making your way through this spot and using these masks to like open up blocked areas, get through. It's just a link to the past. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But you beeped it hard on that one rune in this place. I was watching, it was excruciating you (laughs) watching you look for this rune. I don't even remember because I feel like there were a number of them when I was just like so close to it, but I couldn't quite. Oh, that's right. It was the one where it was a reflection or like the the light was coming through. So I was looking at the opposite side and I didn't think to, like, like go around. You, you, so the sun's <laughs> shining through this hole in the wall, and the rune is the sun cast on the opposite wall. Right, right. So you kept, But you kept looking at the sun coming through the hole, but the character is in reverse. Like, you, you notice, that's similar. <laughs> you keep lining up your sights, but it's, re- <laughs> but it's backwards. <laughs> you never thought to think. You never thought to think. Yeah, that's how I do it. <laughs> I never think to think. Then you did the labyrinth. It's the one that's in the burial mound. <laughs> sucked. And you just kind of keep coming up against forks in the road. And you're following Dillian's voice. Yeah. And he yeah. sounds like he's being tortured or something. Oh! <sighs> well, it's like you don't even know that it's him. Mm-hmm. You just are following this voice that sounds like it's coming from deep in this, you know, cavern. And it's dark, and you're like lighting your way as you go, mm-hmm. and you just the the voice that it's just kind of, sounds like in pain, moaning and groaning and yelling, is getting like louder and louder the yeah. the closer you get. I can hear him. The voice is getting louder. Listen, Didian. Listen, listen, listen. It's him. Listen. It's getting louder. There he is. 
and you failed and then it like dumped you back at the beginning yeah. at one point. <laughs> we kind of beat that one on accident. Well, I was kind of just going wherever at first, but then I was like, okay. Once I got dumped out, I was like, okay, let me just go the opposite ways that if I've been there before, I'll go the opposite way. And that was like what I was doing the first time. But then the very last one, I went like, mm. let me just see what this is. Lol. Wrong. So <laughs> this time I was like, all right. It's a Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs <laughs> puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next was the swamp, which contains one of the most stressful challenges in the game. Uh, it starts in a plague ridden swamp. The narrator is talking about the smell of rot. And she's like sniffing really close to your ear and that and there's flies buzzing around yeah so that kind of probably brought you back to mr lincoln (laughs) those were really asmr for me at least Mm -hmm. uh but uh how does it end tell us how do you remember the end of this challenge this trial is this the one is this another maze one It's it's the one that should be called labyrinth yeah that's the one that was the worst one. That's when traumatic, I, really. I, the, the, when you said labyrinth, I thought it was this one. Mm. So that's why I said that one sucked because this one sucked mm-hmm. because it was another like you got to get out and everything's hazy yeah. and weird and you're in this like building and it kind of looks like you're imagining it, but it is a real building mm. with walls and stuff that are consistent. And so it you kind just of have like, to. It's like a Home Depot where you can. <laughs> There's walls, but you can see through them. Yeah. Or maybe a Costco. See through the slats. So it's this labyrinth, but you can see the light kind of through, what yeah. the pathway. And inside, well, I you're guess. trying we, to get to Dillian again. It's like his little glowy yeah. silhouette. And so it's like you're trying to follow the light always. But if you are not fast enough or you look the wrong way, it'll fade and it's just like gone and you die. You get overwhelmed mm-hmm. by whatever is – something's coming. It's like the beast is coming. Something is following it's, Well, I'll you. tell you what it is. It's this whole – swamp areas about the plague Mm -hmm. so she warned that there were bodies in the stream but they dismissed her Mm -hmm. Uh, but then there was a plague that uh, that broke out in the village dillian's father died from it Mm -hmm. it was bad and they all blamed her for it Mm -hmm. and so this area is all about that time and um the 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 kind of the minotaur in this labyrinth that's chasing you is this kind of ball of fire and darkness and it's just the sound of a of a mob, mm-hmm. angry mob. And when it gets close to you, it has this fiery glow. And all the voices in your head are like, oh, get away, get away. And it's really freaky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's very stressful. But it just got really annoying because I was like, okay, I'm dying. Ah! Everyone's yelling in my ear. And I'm just like, just let me die. Just die already. I know <laughs> no, I messed up. No, you have to suffer. That's the whole point. <laughs> But I saw you lining up your sights with your objective while you tried to navigate. So you you had the right idea. You were, you you had your objective and you were trying to keep it in sight. Well, once while I you died like around. ten times and I knew the path <laughs> I needed to take. Well, that was the problem. Was like I figured out where I needed to go. That was the first step. 
the second step is getting the runes in yeah. a in a timely fashion. Right, you have to get three runes you, before you get before you escape. That's so you have to get through this path. Do it cleanly. Don't get caught on any walls or anything. Don't get caught on anything. Run the whole time. Catch these runes real quick. Get to the next one. And then once I got all the runes, I was like, well, now where's the door? And, you of course, you got to go back to find the door. Yeah. And it's the same door that you saw before, but you have no idea where it was at this point. Or maybe no. you do, good listener, who has a good <laughs> sense of direction. But I don't. Because I've been through three runes and this fiery mob is chasing well, me. I'm just saying you just need to learn how to do what you're doing <laughs> without having to look. Keep line of sight. Uh, so the final trial, quickly, was uh, the blind one. It's pitch black. And then, uh, for the first time, it's only Dillion in your head. Mm-hmm. And it's one of a number of excellent sound-based puzzles in this game, if mm-hmm. I do say so. Uh, you just It's Dillion guiding you through the darkness and you mm-hmm. kind of have to follow Follow his voice and listen to what he's saying, you know, Mm -hmm. just avoid this, walk this way, just keep going. There's freaky monsters at the end, but you have to, and you have to walk around them. Oh, that was so bad. That was like, (laughs) the, the, I don't, I don't know if we got past it at this point, but the, when you're going through and there's hands and you're like in hell, hell, and there's bodies like everywhere. That's next. Yeah. Okay. We're really ramping it up here, <laughs> yeah. starting with this, because that was like, ugh. And it's so it's funny a, it's because... Kind of it's kind of a stealth mission. You have to creep by these awful-sounding monstrosities. And you can see, like, the outlines of them, mm-hmm. and they just look like piles of flesh that yeah. have yeah. limbs and stuff that are, like, shuffling along around you. Mm-hmm. And it's that's the thing, is you can't really see them, because it's all dark. You can mm-hmm. just kind of see this little bit of light that you're going towards it's a dark gray on black (laughs) yeah but you hear it and it's just you can feel them near you and you can see these like masses in front of you Mm -hmm. that you're trying to like slip alongside and but you're trying to keep it cool because if you run or if you do you know just keeping up a steady pace so that you move alongside them because he's like just be calm yeah you need to get pretty close sometimes Uh, but when you come back from this, there's a moment where all the Furies are coming back. And they're mm-hmm. like, hey, did you miss us? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Hey, we're back. We were worried. We're here to help you. You need us. So worried. Silence. It's lonely. We didn't know where you'd come. We're here to help you. Worry. You can trust us. Trust us. Trust us. Oh, speaking of, like, being genuinely creeped by something it happened before but like the one the one that got us both the the voice it was like the narrator mm-hmm. woman and it's one of the kind of transitional parts where like a, a big cutscene thing just happened and she's saying giving you some speech about you know mm-hmm. senua seeing the darkness and she's senua played by sick. chipo chung by the way mm-hmm. she was the blue blue lobster lady in doctor who Remember that one? The, the one blue lobster lady? <laughs> yeah. Sure I think she was just in one episode. But um, it was at one Davies. point, she's talking about Senua having the sight and, like, what it means. And she says, uh, This is the price she pays for seeing things differently. Because once you gaze into the relentless darkness, all that lurks within it can see you too. 
just like gets real close on that last part and it was just like oh (laughs) you and I both like got the shivers and we're like oh I don't like that no no (laughs) and then it's like okay open a door (laughs) next part (laughs) after proving yourself in all the trials you pull grammar from the tree but then somehow you end up in this place called the sea of corpses and that's fun (laughs) it's a terrifying dimension of giant human corpses But it's really about dealing with the loss of your mom. There's a lot of combat in here, including the introduction of the last Northman enemy type. And he's a real son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, But now you have Grammar, which grants you the single new ability that you get in the entire game, a charge attack. Yeah. Uh, So did you like this one? I barely used the charge attack. I mean, like, I feel like I used it, but then I was not seeing the benefit very much of taking the time to do yeah, a I would always get my face whacked. Yeah. And so I was just like, well, it's... <laughs> the way I play through games is like quick attack every time. <laughs> the slow attack, the charge ups might not even exist. The shield, fuck it. It's just little jabs <laughs> and swings for me. Just the thing I can get out the fastest. So that's usually what mm-hmm. I was doing. I was doing short, short, long short short long yeah that's a classic combo i think that works (laughs) it was mostly doing okay for me except when i got up to that guy with the shield the shield guy and this introduces the double hatchet guy Mm -hmm. who's basically val robin again as an enemy now yeah he's the the endless val robin Mm -hmm. he's got double hatches that he throws at you big cleaver guy is the new one right that was introduced in the last last part okay but now it's all of them. Now we get now, the, the whole mix of everybody. Yep. Yeah, this place sucks. You're going through these canyons where these big corpse arms are reaching out for you mm. over and over again. Mm. And you're just like... Everything is corpses. Everything is corpses and blood and shit. And you're just like <laughs> wading through it, mm. just having to go through it. And it's just... And the corpses are kind of like volcanic almost. They, they yeah, look they like magma. Yeah, they look like they've just been solidified into the masses that you're it's like but they're moving yeah you're crawling over thousands and thousands of corpses they're reaching for you they're undulating they're just disgusting Mm -hmm. at this point you're having a big uh toss up with zimbel in your head about your mom Mm -hmm. do you feel the blood running cold on your skin do you hear their endless cries do you smell their putrid wounds they were once brothers sisters and loved ones and look at what you have done to them all because you were a coward because you banned from your curse instead of facing it when you turned your back on the father Zimbo you turned your back on the gods and let the darkness speak havoc on your people why must they pay for your heresy I don't remember if this is the part where you see her die you see her um you see her face in the that's the that's the like pinnacle of this yeah. is you're going to to confront her face at the peak yeah. of this like Galena. tower of corpses. <laughs> Galena is her name, played by Ellie Piercy. Also Zimbel played by Stephen Hartley. Did you see the jowls on that guy? Yeah, that's pretty wild. I think you'd recognize him. I think the reveal of what happened is like at the end end in that big fight. Mm, the yeah. when you're crossing the, the It's just the, another tragedy. When you're crossing another bridge. <laughs> yeah. 
Senua was under the impression that her mother took her own life mm-hmm. to escape the darkness because uh, she also heard voices. Turns out that Zimbel got her burnt at the stake instead. Mm-hmm. So after that ordeal, we can finally get into Helheim proper. But guess what? We have another ordeal coming right up. This place is guarded by the Beast. Zimbel has become very vocal at this point and is explaining the Beast to us. What do you remember about this part? Um, it was dark mm-hmm. and uh, weird, and I actually forgot about the Beast like halfway through. Because at first it's very like, oh, the beast is in there, the beast. You go in there, the beast. It's like a big, it's like a long, dark corridor that you can see the light at the end of. And it's like the, it's like the, (laughs) it's like the game that you would play when there's a haunted room in your grandma's house. And you go in and you like flick the light on real quick <laughs> so that the kukui doesn't get you. And you're like, okay, no, it's safe now. Yeah. You have to, but, you, but you're not going to go into the dark room. You have to just like reach your arm in and yeah. <laughs> flick that light on. Okay. And so that's what you're doing. It's like, okay, sprint to that mm-hmm. light and the beast won't get you. Yeah. And so that's the very beginning. But then it's more having to get from light point to light point yeah. getting through Because what this. happens when you get actually walk into the darkness? The, the, the darkness consumes you and the beast yeah. gets you, apparently. Yeah, you you see all these superimposed images. I think it's Senua's face. Yeah. Like or, s- screaming and mm-hmm. suffering and being in pain. And it's all in this flashy, hellish orange. Uh, and the camera's getting closer and closer to you. So when, whenever whenever you're in the darkness, it just feels like... This darkness is encroaching on your vision. Yeah. Like you, the the black comes in from the edges of the screen, and the flashes are happening, and you're screaming. You know, the voices and everything is echoing and screaming in your head, and it's just like you know. And then you black out. It's uh, very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but that was uh, the that's main- exactly the feeling. Getting to the light <laughs> through the the dark room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the end of this part, you you drop Dillian's head into a chasm. You dope. Butterfingers. Yeah. Dang, that sucked. I, I really <laughs> felt that. Like I was I was Senua at that moment. I was like, oh fuck. It's yeah. all over, dude. <laughs> that was it. That was the whole reason we oh, oh man. I, I was fully bought into the delusion. I was like, you know what? You're not gonna he's he's in hell forever now. <laughs> it's like watching your phone go through the dock. <laughs> it's the slats of the dock. You know? You just got through Helheim. It and- wasn't her fault because something slid and she like slammed into this the, this the, stone wall. I think something startled her and she backed up. But but she like really hit something that collapsed that uh, collapsed a little bit and so it like jostled her and so it knocked the, <laughs> the head loose. It's like boom, boom, yeah. boom. <laughs> down into like every single possible hole you can see. Yeah. The the one shaft of light that's going down to the very bottom of this chasm is like, you know, you see the head right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh fuck. man! Now I gotta go down there, and this beast is gonna get me. <laughs> no! What? No! I can die. No! No! You've lost no! him. It's over. Without his head, you will never bring your soul back. His fate is sealed. And this all, you go down, you do go down there to get it, and this all culminates in the in the fight with the beast, who I learned later is Fenrir. Yeah. Duh. 
Of course. It's you, a big you, wolf. It's a big wolf. But a beard, a big, uh, ski, uh, a big furless. skeleton-like wolf, yeah. No ears, just a weird, like, black bug eye, eyes, no ears, and a, just flesh. Yeah, it's weird. But it's, a, but it's a wolf. But it did remind me, I was like, oh, yeah, the beast at that point, because mm-hmm. I had been doing <laughs> I was stuck on the puzzles and the grief about losing Dylan's head. At that point, I, I just figured the beast was another metaphor. Yeah, exactly. And so it, it turned out to be Fenrir, and it was a An pretty beast. He was doozy of a boss fight. <laughs> um, another, there's more sound to that one. The, Fenrir jumps back into the darkness, and you have to kind of listen for him. Uh, I mostly got that. There was one where he really got me yeah. square on him. Yeah. <laughs> Although you always strafe to the opposite direction that I would have, that I was feeling I needed to strafe to, to avoid it. But I mean, it I just didn't, <laughs> I, I had no idea if that mattered. I thought it was just like, he's coming close, strafe to one didn't direction hear or the, another. the direction of him around you Not though? Not really. I just could like, I, no? I could kind of, but I didn't trust myself well enough to think, okay, he's on this side, so let me yeah. go this way. I well, was just was like, point of that, as soon that... as he gets close, strafe one way or another. Just get out of the way. The whole thing is telegraphed well, James, with... I don't know if you noticed, but the way I was going through combat was like, <laughs> strafe, 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 just strafe. Because I didn't, I was always right okay. in front of somebody. So I was just like, just constantly strafe, and you will probably not get hit fifty percent of the time. You're Lucy at the on the on the on the conveyor belt, just <laughs> exactly. trying to keep up with I'm the candy. I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so with Dillian's head back with us, we move along through a few more puzzles before we enter Hella's zone. It's a maelstrom. <laughs> what are you? Northern Californianer now. <laughs> it's maelstrom. It's a maelstrom of bridges and shit, essentially, with K- Hella crouching in the middle, massive as usual. Uh, a sudden, suddenly, a pump-up jam starts playing, <laughs> and grammar lights up with a permanent full charge, and you begin to chop your way through dozens and dozens of Northmen. <laughs> coming from anyway the mists are they all at hella's command they're your imagination they're just coming out yeah i guess i mean everything else everything (laughs) is her imagination at the end of the day isn't it probably nevertheless Nevertheless. (laughs) yeah i my i guess my theory is that these are the warriors who didn't make it to valhalla they they had to go to hell Mm. yeah i mean there would be a lot of them yeah there's a lot of people in hell now yeah. <laughs> What's the most recent count? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure that's somewhere. Somebody's got that written down in a big book. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty neat to, to be um, to feel empowered for once. You're 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 powered up and you're yeah. You're just cutting things. through them. You just as long as you maintain a rhythm, you are slicing through these guys mm-hmm. like a hot knife through butter. <laughs> like the. Like the battle droids, like a Jedi yeah, exactly. fighting battle droids. Uh, <laughs> but and, they and, do just keep coming. <laughs> There's yeah, so many yeah. of them. And it's very trippy. The bridge is all 
in mean, pieces. You can't even and describe like, it. That, well, that's like the way the bridges have always been, right? The, the way you kind of see them is they're all um, fractured. Mm-hmm. The the image of them is, is not complete, and you find the perspective the same way you do with the runes to straighten them out. But so this you're one getting that like... same effect, but it's, it's happening like... without you moving around. Yeah, so, like, like, everything the... is, like... Uh, the, the, squishing and stretching and you know compressing and it seems like there's no it, all the the bridge is like all broken into pieces and it's mm-hmm. but it, blocking it, like, it but then it straightens out and you know yeah when you beat the the Northman in that section but it is just a very it seems like it keeps going longer than it should mm-hmm. be that kind of illusion and at this part the voices for the first time are totally supportive mm-hmm. or is it just the one voice but she's like watch out yeah, I think he's very, very gentle and uh-huh. supportive at at this point, which is nice. I don't know about you, but I think that's nice. <laughs> I love being supported. And then you don't really fight Hella, right? No. Um, what weird does happen? Thing happens. <laughs> what do you think happened? I don't know. That was like well, the weirdest part. Let's describe. Doesn't matter. It doesn't in the end. Hella absolutely skewers Senua without hesitation. Yeah. Hella drops Dilla's skull off the edge. Uh, but then suddenly you've switched tw- places with her. Sala's dead on the ground. Senua's just dropped Dillian's skull off. But when she stabs you, that's like one thing. Mm-hmm. And then when... After Senua asks, does her yeah, bargain. Like, Senua says, uh, I'll trade my soul for his, basically. I'll fight with you at Ragnarok. If you let him go, and she stabs you, <laughs> she just picks you up by the neck yeah, and <laughs> puts her th- sword through you. Which, like, you know, rude. But I guess when you're a god, that's just how you roll. It seems like all the gods just like fucking with mortals. We're just ants to them. Yeah, they just like smash you under their thumb. And they're all five-year-old boys. <laughs> but. But when, but after that moment, Senna was on the ground and she's like in pain is like, you know, oh, I've been stabbed by Hella. My whole, this is all ruined. It didn't work. Oh, and, it gets even sadder. <laughs> and then Hella's like walking, has, picks up the head, right? But she's different now. She She's walking. She's walking and she's like human size. She's not this huge behemoth. And you see her shape and you see the way she's half and half and she kind of looks sad she has like a confused expression. I don't know, like the expression on her face when she's walking and carrying the head is like she's almost being compelled to do this. Like, yeah, it didn't feel like it was Hella. Yeah, so it felt weird. Like this just happened, but also it seems like she's doing something that's helping Senua. Yeah. And so, did the bargain work? Like, I'm I'm wondering what's going on. And then she switches, and then she is Senua, and then it's Hella. And so I was just like, I don't know what just happened. At the the basic point is that <laughs> basically she's let go of Dillian yes. at this point. And that's... She, that's the thing. She literally says goodbye, mm-hmm. drops his head off. When when the head goes off, Is that's like, okay, now she's moved on. And I did think it was like... <laughs> I didn't make any notes. <laughs> no. But the one note I almost made was this one <laughs> where... 
I thought, you know, dropping the head off of the thing, I was like, nothing really like big happened. I didn't get a, like a pulse that gave me a sense that, and now his soul has been returned <laughs> and he's no longer in Helheim. Yeah. There's no like big, you she know. might as well just lost it off that chasm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like, okay, so we did all this just to drop a head off of a cliff? <laughs> Yeah. I guess, all right. I guess we're moving on now. <laughs> the thing is, I don't think any of it was real anyway. Yeah. And that's Probably. that's kind of what we wa- we watched the behind the scenes thing. And I was like, really, after we played and we finished it, and I'm like, kind of in my head, like, what did that really mean? Like, what was it supposed to be? Go- and then we watched the thing and it's like, f- don't forget, she has psychosis. <laughs> this is all. And I was like, right, <laughs> right. This has all been... Mm-hmm. something that even the <laughs> not just the psychos not, not the hallucinations but the delusions all the goals that we have yeah throughout the game don't really make sense why do and we like, have to have grammar earlier why? on the game <laughs> i had a set i had a better sense of that not making sense mm-hmm. but by the time i got to the end i was kind of like well there has to be a point there has to be something real about Mm. this that she achieves but it was like no actually it doesn't have to be that it just has to be this this journey that she went on and what's important is that she feels at peace now Mm -hmm. and we're getting a sequel and we're getting a sequel which it looks like she's in ragnarok or something maybe it looks like she's leading a war band yeah she's the leader of the celts against some northmen or something but at the end of this one she she looks right at the camera and is like, come on, let's go on our next adventure. Yeah. Follow us. We have another story to tell. So there you go. And she's walking away. She's, she's walking. Maybe she's, our girl will be okay. Yeah. I hope so. So I'm sure I'm not the only one curious to know how you'll judge this game. So let's have it. I'm hype. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought maybe the dreadlocks would pull you down to. <laughs> we didn't even mention the dreadlocks. Yeah, so. the dreadlocks, but they're but they're you know culturally appropriate for the the Pictish warriors. They have they have their yeah they may supposedly put supposedly. stuff in their hair, but I don't really know how dreadlocks work or if that. Well, that's the difference, right? Is that the difference between locks and dread like dreads? Is that uh, people with. Uh, coiled hair pattern when you do that the hair locks into itself so when black people for example have dreadlocks it's because their curl pattern is making it so that those things happen naturally when you just rub them together Mm -hmm. but when you don't have that curl pattern you need to like put shit into your hair to make it matte Uh, so that it does that and you can keep them clean basically but it's when you don't have that curl pattern, it's like it's mats more than it is the locks locking together. Well, that was quite a aside. <laughs> well, let's get back to your rating. <laughs> cut that, cut that. Cut that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I really, like, there was, it was frustrating. Like, the combat sucked for me at points, and sometimes the puzzles were like, a little weird or whatever but it's like you were saying i really like the story and it's just an example of one of these games that's using the medium to do something really cool and to tell an interesting story 
and to like put you as the player in this position to mm -hmm. experience something that you might not have uh, have any experience with. So it's like go so far as to lie to you at the beginning to give you the sense of anxiety throughout yeah. the entire thing. So it's like I don't know, just the yeah, it's unlike go, going on this going on this uh, adventure. The whole point is to like get to know Senua, to know her story, and mm -hmm. to to see her as a character and I like her in the end and I'm like, you know, I enjoyed that journey. So yeah, right. I, I like, I liked it and I would like to see more of her. Well, uh, the sequel is called Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. They <laughs> flipped it. They flipped it. Great. I love that. Uh, and it'll, you know, be on, they've been bought by Microsoft in the meantime. So that'll be on Xbox first day. Xbox Game Pass, I mean. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's the end, isn't it? That's is the end. You're not going to be showing me anything. It's going to be the JRPG Thanksgiving special next. It will be. So that means I have to show you another thing. That episode's going to be another month away, but we'll be playing Golden Sun for the Game Boy Advance. All right. There you go. I don't know anything about that. We'll have plenty to talk about. <laughs> uh, so I've been James. You can find me at Sparkman Designs on Twitter. And I'm Elise. And I'm Elise Face everywhere. If you enjoy the podcast and you want to support us with as little as a dollar a month, it really helps. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash ISYM podcast and... Uh, Donate as much as you want per month. Uh, if you donate $5 a month, you get some extra perks, a better podcast feed with uh, 112 kilobits per second, album art on each episode, wall phone wallpaper, and uh, Elise's special podcast notes. And uh, for everything else, I'll show you mine.show. You can find all our episodes there, all our social links. And remember, once you gain into the relentless darkness, all that lurks within it can see you too. I know it's hard to tell how mixed up you feel. Hoping what you need is behind every door. Each time you get hurt, I don't want you to change, cause everyone has hopes.